Not even, not even. That's a double negative. Not even. Now it's not even. Not even, yeah. Are we rolling, Jimmy? Not even. Now we is. Yay. <clears throat> Yay. Are we rolling? <gasps> Careful, you, you almost spilt your uh, black tooth grin there, my Sorry. friend. Sorry about that. Unless me- messed up your water bottle. Messed it up, yeah, no. Loud ass water bottle. Oh, yeah. Could you crumple the fucking Publix? There you go. Metal nerdery water bottle ASMR. Now you know what it sounds like in the middle of the night at my house when I get up to go pee. (laughs) Hey, baby. You feeling intimate? Yeah, honey, I am. Hold on. Let me take this condom out of the package. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think that was from 2012. Did I just hear a... (laughs) Yeah, who just snorted? That might have been me. Who snorted? <laughs> this is Man Anyway, welcome back to the Metal Nerdery. See how it did that? It's called Rhythm. <laughs> it is the Metal Nerdery Boys. It is 2021. We have the Billiam. What's up? We have the Russell. Hey there. Sick boy. And we have the Wheeler. Wheeler. And as you guys may know, if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, we recently talked about 1986, the year of our Riff Lord. Whoa. Which is a mighty, mighty, mighty motherfucking year in metal, especially thrash. And so today, we're talking about probably one of the best. I definitely think it's definitely one of Megadeth's best albums but it 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 kind of to me it something about this one kind of defined megadeth's place in the yeah. before very specifically kind of like we were talking about before with anthrax like they had a very specific sound megadeth had their very specific palette and this one was theirs yeah i agree and it's i've said this a thousand times when it comes to thrash bands or thrash albums it it's so weird that it always seems like the sophomore release is kind of the one that defines, you know, maybe not Metallica. I mean, it, Ride the Lightning was amazing, but um, but when you talk about Megadeth, usually, yeah, usually the second Anthrax, and third, yeah, um, it, you know, in the big four, uh, even Slayer actually, I think their their sophomore release was. Uh, well, I mean, Hello Waits was good, but yes. I mean, Rain was obviously. I think that was back in the days when record labels would give artists the chance to develop. Right. Because back in the seventies, you had, you know, they had a thing called A and R, which is artists and repertoire, and they would be responsible for letting the artists kind of develop over time. Because like most bands weren't just right out of the pocket. First album, Great. awesome. It sounds yeah. just like the Black Album, Forevermore. It's like, no, it's not like that. But, <laughs> Stop it. But the <laughs> weird thing is, when you, when you look at rock history, you know, or the big bands, say Zeppelin. Sabbath. It, it's Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. It uh, takes some time. They're for, well, I think a lot of those bands, know, the yeah. first album was so fucking amazing. Yeah. It's like, how are you going to follow it up? It's some weird thing about Thrash. Yes, the first album was really good, but it seemed like they thrash band somehow figured out a way to follow it up they took an exponential leap with their follow-ups right for thrash especially the big four like each second release was way beyond the first one right you know how to take my thoughts and make sense out of them that's called (laughs) rc 
articulation. But that's my point. And, and that's the way it was for me with Megadeth. I, I love the first album, but I thought this one was so much better. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny about this one specifically? I noticed it today when I was listening to it. You can still hear the elements of like the first album. Mm-hmm. But it's like the production's better. Oh, production's a lot better. It's kind of like the whole Hell Awaits, Rain and Blood thing. It's like if you listen to Rain and Blood with like the Hell Awaits hat on, you can kind of hear the riffs and the form. And then it's like you listen to Rain and Blood, it's like, okay, I can hear it. And all he did was just change the, the, same the sonic signature. Yeah, yeah. Same with this. It's yeah. like it sounds like Killing is My Business, but it's like it's like the John Mutt Lang did to where it's like, okay, this is what Megadeth's supposed to sound like. Right. And of course that sound evolved over time and it continued to evolve even through like rest in peace. But this one almost kind of took the first album to me and refined it. It did. Yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. It highlighted all the things that were good. Like Gar's, you know, drum sound was huge. Yeah. Chris Pollan had these crazy, awesome solos. And of course Dave did too. Yeah, and of course, Junior with the bassness. The riffs got better, a little bit tighter, a little bit faster. The riffs were sick, man. There were some riffs on this album that were just like, holy, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Because remember, he was still all you know irritated about the whole Metallica thing. It's like, what do you mean my riffs aren't as awesome as yours? Yeah. I can play faster than you. Yeah. Four horsemen on speed. And, and that was the point. Speed it up. Make it faster. Make right. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, make it harder to play. Can't be... Uh, that could be one we could do a CBFE can't be fast enough. That's a good point. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Now I have a question I'm for a you, fucking Leor. genius. Yes. Do we have any business? <sighs> <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Can we sell some? Hey everybody, sorry, this is large. I was asleep on the couch. All my gum flavor ran out earlier. Listen, uh, you need to go check out Metal Nerdery Podcast. Go buy this shit. Go to metalnerdery.com slash merch. You know, check them out on the socials, Facebook, IG, you know, Twitter. You know, I think they're, uh, you know, sponsored by Wrigley's now, maybe. I don't know. I asked to give them like a gum endorsement. But anyway, go, go check out Metal Nerdery. They're fucking awesome. This is laryngitis. Thank you, sir. Awesome. All right. So what's on the docket today there, uh? Tough guy. Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> Peterman. I mean, I don't mean to I don't mean to drive the point home, but I feel like we were already talking a little bit about what's on the docket. Oh, my bad. We're talking about Megadeth. And if I talk like this enough, eventually I sound like geezer. <laughs> talking about pay sales, but who's buying? Nobody's fucking buying because it's a shit economy. Nobody can afford peace. Unless they can buy weed, that's the only way the peace sells. A geezer. Anyway, sorry. Yes. What's one of the best ways that someone could help support the nerdery? You know, you could leave him like feedback and some writings, whatever. You could give him like a five-star writing, give him some good feedback, you know. Very good. Go on the the different podcast platforms, you know, Podbean, iPod, Google. Now I sound like I should be writing songs with John, Paul, George, and Ringo. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) What the fuck happened, geezer? Oh. Tell me to go have some sweet leaf. I'll be back later. <laughs> nice. I guess the best question is, when did you first uh, hear the Megadeth? Well, or the piece we were talking about this a couple weeks ago when we did our 1986 dive. Right. Um, the first time I ever heard Megadeth was a riff from this album that was on the MTV News with Kurt Loder. Yeah. The and title I had no track? Idea. Well, I mean, I was a kid. It's their exciter. Yeah. It's 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 Megadeth's Exciter by Exciter from Exciter. 
Except the song's not called Megadeth Sells. Yeah. I mean, they do, <laughs> but it's not called that. But I just remember that, um, you know, being over at Tommy's and listening to all the Metallica and stuff and doing our band practice. And, and then, again, I didn't hear Killing Was My Business before I heard this. This was the first Megadeth. Okay, so this was your first yeah. exposure. Though. Same thing, like, with Anthrax. Yeah. You know? And... uh I just remember just being blown away by the first freaking song of this. It was, and, and again, I'm one of the biggest Metallica fans you'll ever meet. I'm the I'm the Metallica fanboy. But during this time when I heard this album, I was like, "Wow, uh, could you put together a better uh, revenge record right. than this revenge yeah. record?" And uh, which they did a few years later. <laughs> yes. Wow. Indeed, but uh, anyhow, see, I heard, I heard it sight unseen. Like when I when I'd first heard Megadeth, because at some point I got Killing Is My Business, but I think I got this first. Because at this point I'd already bought Puppets, and so that was my first exposure. Right. I hadn't gotten Rain and Blood yet. I hadn't really heard the Slayer, so I, I had the Anthrax. So I got this, and I hadn't heard it. I hadn't really. I saw the cover. I was like, I knew there was some relation to Metallica and the big four, but I didn't really know Megadeth. Well, back then we didn't have the social media or the, right. You know, and the internet and, right. and, you know, information at your fingertips, but it was all rumors. It was like, right. Oh, this guy used to play yeah. for Metallica and they kicked him out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, that was what made yep. it so awesome. Yeah. It was almost like Viking lore. You know, it's like, what the or, fuck happened? Yeah. Or, yes, exactly. Or, you know, stories, high school shit, you know, they kicked like, him out and he drank alcohol from their scrotums. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's an extreme fucking Viking story. If that's where you want to take it? Okay. I'm not sure if that's the Vikings I want to hang out with, but I'm kidding. But no, so, I hadn't heard it at all. So I just, when I heard it, I was like, leap of faith. Yeah. Billy, yeah. do you have a peace cell story? I do not. You do not. <laughs> I feel like Atta you do. And I feel like you're holding back. Y'all just run your fucking mouth. And I, feel like, I feel like Bill doesn't want to share. No, this this is likely my my first taste of, of the Megadeth. Yeah. Into the MD. Yeah. yeah. The MD is the Megadeth, y'all. I mean, it's it's one of those also when you're perusing the records or tapes and you see this cover. You That's gotta, timeless. You gotta hear it. Yeah. 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 You gotta get it. Yeah. There, it, I mean, there, and that goes like back that to cover. the old days where you go into Turtles or yep. or whatever your record store was. Ours uh, happened to be Turtles records and tapes and Wilburn, Georgia. Oh, yeah. But yeah. That's Turtles. Right. right. But you looked for covers that looked like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that yeah. was everything about the 80s. And that was probably one of the smartest. Like, I almost think Megadeth was like smart metal. I know that's kind of a douchey sounding name. No, but I, know I mean, what you're saying. if you read the lyrics that he, Dave was writing and, of course, the music they were playing, it was very technical and very challenging. Yes. I could play that all day long. Really? Go for it. Let's see. Let's, let's watch you do it. <laughs> Going back to the uh, previous and episode, top could I too. say that right. they, were, they were maybe the rush of thrash metal? I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, lyrically. I think it's reasonable. Lyrically. Lyrically. And, yeah. And, and talent-wise. Right. They were Super talented. the tightest. Alex, can we get the ooh of approval? Ooh. That's correct. <laughs> I think Alex agrees. Bitten's on that level too, as yeah. far as the technicality factor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know though if Megadeth's really tech thrash per se, because I know I've heard Forbidden called that. You know, right. we used to call it that back in the day, like yeah. the technical thrash. But Megadeth was of the big four. They were like 
seriously, how many crunchy ball riffs can you put in your song? Because they yeah, were and wall not, to wall. And, and they're not easy riffs either. No, they, they, <laughs> at all. I swear Mustaine went out of his way <laughs> right. to make the yeah. shit really hard to play. Well, the yeah. dude was just fucking gifted, man. It's yeah. like, I mean, he literally... Because, like, back then, like, when we were learning to play guitar, it was like, that shit was the hardest to learn how to play. It because was, his yeah, riffs absolutely. were never, I'm, like, just yeah. they weren't standard yeah. riffs. Like, right. And not standard shitting on the other ones, but, I mean, most riffs have a very t- a pattern, standard, a right, standard structure. pattern, yeah. But all the Megadeth riffs were just like, what the fuck is he, how many they're different all, things is he doing? Just weird and shit. And they're all over the place, too. Yeah, it wasn't, like single yeah. notey things, but he can do heavy shit, too. But it's just yeah. like, like, the very first, tra- I mean... Wake up, dead! <laughs> what a fucking way to open! And you're opening with, "Yeah, we're gonna put twenty riffs in this song. I think we can pull it off." Yeah, it's kind of like watching watching Dime play, right? He's right, all over the place too. Right. Technical shit and Magic. it makes it look so easy yeah. and effortless. And, right, yeah. But that was kind of Megadeth's mo. Yeah, that's what they did, and that was, I think, one of the main reasons they garnered so much respect besides the fact that dave played with metallica before you know they recorded but i think megadeth garnered so much respect in the thrash community was their technicality their difficulty level here's a thought though here's a question do you think that he almost maybe in his revenge or in his anger that he almost made it more technical is kind of a fuck you yeah he did. Uh, Dave Ellison goes into that. I, I've heard an interview. Oh, he's talked about it? Yeah. He was like, uh, Mustaine went out of his way to make his shit hard to play faster than everybody else. He nailed that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking I mean, that, it. He, it was purposely done. It was revenge. It was a fuck you. You know, yeah. I'm as good, if not better or better than you guys Well, but are. Th- that was back at the time, too, when the sign of your for lack of a better word you know your penis size, size. Yeah, yeah your dick size was yeah. how fast you could play right which today the analogy would be like for stoner metal like how fucking brutally heavy can your riffs be right right so same analogy but it was almost like dave took it to a no nah, i can play faster than you well i mean you gotta understand these guys were all a part of the same fraternity right so they each had to have their own staple or mark. Fraternity is a good analogy. A right. good, yeah, and I think Megadeth was, um, my shit's going to be really hard to play. And um, the musicians who listen to our music right. are going to notice it. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that's where they went. Well, all the it. big four had that appreciation by the musicians and, and like us and you know, yeah. younger thrash musicians that were like, you know, Holy shit, how do these guys do that? Yeah. But they were easily the most technically gifted. Yeah, they were standout. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they they kind of rose yeah. above the fray. And yeah. God bless that Dave Mustaine. He's yeah, a I mean, blessing. Whenever, whenever you guys would play a song, you know, like while we were jamming or whatever. I right. Mean, I mean, me, me being the screamer, looking at you guys playing was, yeah. oh shit, that's yeah, fucking you hard. Yeah, was hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's, you can that's see the mastery. sweat. <laughs> you can see the sweat right. coming down the brow. That's definitely yeah. some riff mastery. So it was released September 19th, 86. It was recorded February and March of 86. Very quick recording schedule. Yeah. Apparently they were all over the place. They recorded at Music Grinder Studios 
Track Records and Rocksteady Studios in Los Angeles, and they recorded at Mad Dog Studios in Venice, California. Sounds like they were homeless during that time, too, uh, or at least Dave and uh, Junior were. I was watching something the other day. Apparently, a lot of bands recorded it, that grinder. I think they did the drums and the bass there for some reason. It was like, the, huh. yeah. It, like just trying to find the optimal room. And it's like, man, this place has got the best bait. You know what? We're going to do the bass drums only at this place. And we're going to do the hi-hats over here at this other place. <laughs> we're going to go down to the rib lounge and build no, a room next I'm to sorry. the bathroom to do the The bass toms. guitar and the drums were done at Grinder. <laughs> and for whatever reason, they would do the vocals somewhere else yeah. and, and the guitars. but. I'll remember before this episode's over, but yeah, I was watching an interview where they were like, Oh yeah, we recorded all this over here and it was another thrash band a grinder. Right. Grinder was a big spot for these bands apparently to do certain tracks, but Sometimes I don't know what goes into that. You know, well, I mean, I, I could see how, like if you're an engineer, like for example, we're, we're not in our normal metal nerdery HQ studios. Right. We're actually uh, two floors up, believe it or not. <laughs> We're in the Metal Nerdery Corporate Skyrise <laughs> in downtown Atlanta. But even up here, it's like the sound of this room is different than when we're downstairs oh, yeah. in the basement. So yeah. if you're in a studio, like if you're doing guitar tracks, or you're doing drums, or you're doing bass, the Beatles have talked about that. Like when they did, you know, the White Album, they're talking about just walking into a room and it's like, all right, this room has a feel to it. Sometimes you just got to go with that feel. Word. Shall we go with the Waking Up Dead? Oh, please. I need some of that. This is on our openers episode, also, which you should go check out, andor the 1986 episode. It's the layer. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's intricate. There's freaking layers, you know. <laughs> and honestly, I'm a big fan of Mustaine's voice. It just matches mean? their music. Yeah. 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 It definitely fits it. Is it great? No, but it's. I couldn't imagine anybody else singing these songs. Yeah. I w- that was a little bit of a turnoff for me back in the Originally. day. Originally. Originally. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like you said, 
Nothing else would fit it. Uh uh-uh. uh. It has it the would perfect amount of angstiness. Yeah. Yeah. It's got just enough angst to be a little. Is he a great singer? By no means, but I just could not imagine any other voice being on these songs. Right, yeah. I mean, and he's like, not bad. It's yeah. not hard to listen yeah, to. Yeah, it's, it's just different. Yeah. That's all. yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> but, you know, Millie, it's different. Yeah, it's different. You know. Yeah, it's totally different. Really, really different. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Beavis. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Millie. Actually, I wanted to let Dave know I was the one that was fucking Diana. So you know, <laughs> his, his lady friend can like take it easy. You know, it was me. So anyway, I got to go make some more men here. I'll see you guys. Thank you, Millie. Uh, hey, Beavis. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's going on? The Conjuring. Oh God. You know what's funny? Uh, by the way, I added a little something something out there on the drive. It has some stuff about that. I almost kind of wondered in a weird way because I feel like maybe we should check the drug tracker to see if Dave was actually what he was on because I feel like The Conjuring is almost a little bit about addiction. Yeah. Even though it's mostly about black magic and witchcraft and crazy shit like that. I think there's also a bit of a drug reference in there. What I love doing about this shit. Sorry. What I love about doing this show with you guys. I hadn't listened to this in so long. I forget how fucking great these right. albums yeah. are. Right? Isn't it awesome? Comes the flange. They meet snaky vocals. for Fox News. <laughs> With Andrea Tortilla. Tortilla. <laughs> I always love that. Tortilla. Oh. Tortilla. 
Not so much anymore. Simple. Harmonize. For them. Yeah. That's like a throwaway riff. It's like, ah, it's just a connector we threw in there to make the song tie together. Oh. like the guitar solo in the video. Uh, Randy Burns. His production's phenomenal. He's quality for sure. I think he was ironically involved with the recording of the Black Album. <laughs> Finally. Stop. Finally. Three episodes in 2021. <laughs> we finally got one. Jesus Christ. I thought we were over. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. It's true. No, but... We've said this a million times. Listen to these songs with headphones. Oh, yes. But during that piece sells, I could hear the weirdest things. I could hear the guitar way down low on my left side, and then it would come up and, you know. Like the panning almost. The panning, but it was like down low, and then it, it's hard to describe, but phenomenal. I'm sure engineers and producers do that on purpose, just like, hey man, genius. let's fuck with all the drug users out there, just start screwing around <laughs> with panning and yeah. ping pong and Dave Mustaine, ping pong, Randy Burns, Macaulay Calkin, <laughs> <laughs> Casey Mc. He produced Mc- it from his home alone McCacken. studio. McCacken. Yeah, he's going to be uh, opening, hey guys, this Phil is uh, Billy's Backline Support. It's going to be opening up Facken in America in 2021. Phil McCracken. Facken. Somewhere like, in the Everglades. It's like whacking, right? but better. Facken. The Everglades. Be the Everglades. It should be in the Everglades. I think so. Fucking. Facken. Alligators like metal. Fuck yeah, they do. That's a good. I wonder if Phil would be on board with that. Maybe I'll bring him and see swamp, like a true swamp metal, like play a show for the alligators. Where you have to stand in airboats to watch the show. That'd be badass. That would be badass. It's like taking the whole drive through thing like a step further. Eating fucking uh, rattlesnake on a stick and I was gonna shit. say, let's not eat that. <laughs> Speaking negatively of our crocodilian brothers. In the next one, we saw uh, Junior and Company at the Rockin' Pod. We actually played. They played this tune. Yeah, the Devil's was, Island. It was oh, fucking God, dead on. That too, was man. spot on. It was killer. Yes. It was very killer. And hopefully, we're back on for the Rockin' Pod in 2021. Yeah, that'd be good. And Russell could go with oh, us. Oh yes. It'd be grand. It's a work trip. 
wonder if it's some of the sickest fucking leads back there. Devil's Island. Yeah, that's what I said. I feel like the sharks need to have freaking laser beams attached to their heads <laughs> on freaking Devil's Island. That's a killer song. It is a killer song. But they'd be way eviler if they had freaking laser beams attached to their freaking heads. Freaking sharks. I actually can see, like, whenever, I, like, you know, the very end of Devil's Island, where it's supposed to be the sound of, like, a prison door, like, clunking shut. Yeah. For whatever dumb reason, my brain sees, like, remember that M.O.D. album, Gross Misconduct, where it shows, like, a yeah. shark that's got, like, an old George Washington wig yep, on? Yep. Yeah. It's like I can see that shark, like, snapping his jaws shut, like, on fresh human sushi. That's yes. just what I see. And that sounds gross. Human sushi. It's basically. That's a good Sashimi, band, actually. Human <laughs> sashimi. That's the better. Sorry, I'm hungry. Taki like, sushimi. Taki sushi. <laughs> We're not talking about them mushrooms again, are we? You know the yes, some, sir. Well, I mean, yeah, some people like them. Those shit take mushrooms. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I guess they're supposed to be delicious, you know. No, I, I think like the Japanese shit. called it shiitake. You know, it's like calling a mistake a mistake. It's like no, I don't think so. Chicago. Chicago. Uh, sorry, I made a mistake. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> You're out of here. Good morning. Black Friday. The almighty clean intro. Yeah. Associated with thrash. Not to be confused with the soft intro. Chock full of nuts. If you can make me a cup of that, that'd be killer. That's a great way. Just the build, like going from that Violet. intro to kind of, I mean, that's still kind of a clean picking part, but it's still kind of intense, you know? Oh, it gets even better, too. Oh, yes.
factor to it almost. Crunchy ball ribs. Wait, what's that? You'd like to go faster? Very well, faster it is. Jazz, everybody's playing at the same time. Different shifts. Everybody's <laughs> soloing at the same time. Exactly. That's jazz. And Megadeth. And Forbidden. Jazz and Death. Jazz is. If I ever see Dave Stane doing that, he's getting his big four card taken away. Yeah, come on. I always like that riff. These riffs are ridiculous. This part right here is killer. Listen to the swing and the drums. Crunchy ball riffs are in your thrash song. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. It's absolute gold. I think the next one's even got a bigger go fast part in it. The bad omens. Creepy. I about this one. Still instrumental? Creepy. No. I mean, an instrumental intro. <laughs> What? Yes. It's not a soft <laughs> intro. It's not a hard <laughs> intro either, but well now it is. I just hadn't heard this in so Here's the hardness. Do you remember? Dave Ellison. I mean, yeah. come on. He's awesome. That's, come on. that's a busy bass line. That is a busy fucking bass line. Listen to that swing in the drums. Yeah. Down from the stars, 
It's not like you said sacrificing Fruit Loops. <laughs> Sacrifice Fruit Loops! <laughs> I don't know how he plays and sings that show. Uh-huh. Well, I've seen Megadeth quite a few times, and they're always a great show. But one thing, Dave Mustaine, if you go to a Megadeth show, you're not going to see an animated front guy. Oh, yeah. He stays. Yep. Right there. Yeah, but to play like that and to sing like that. That's my point. Like like in the part of the song, like right before it does that changeover, before it goes into go fast mode, it's just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, what's coming? And then it happens and it's just like, ah. Right. No, it's amazing. But my point is the stuff he's playing is so hard. He's not going to give you a freaking split right, show. jumping around yeah, yeah. yeah he stays at one spot you're not, not going to get the dime show yeah at a megadeth show. he handles his business now if he could do that then he should have a cape on for sure well, i guess he, he could do the cape. sammy hagar uh headphone my thing but. i was gonna say that's not the motion that you were doing in- and <laughs> is that a headphone mic hey baby can you give me some headphone mic <laughs> later okay, now it's time for Blind Dog Dave to sing y'all a blues song. I'm kidding, it's a cover of another blues song. If you like to hear it, here it goes. What do you mean? Covers. He really did, but I like it. But he totally mega deathed him. Yeah. yeah, he did, as he should. Uh, obviously, always and forever. Ugh. It's like a disgusted blues man. Ugh. I didn't realize when I first heard this that it was a cover. And I was like, it's like the whole Garage Days thing. I was like, that's the weirdest fucking Megadeth song I've ever heard. It's like, well, oh my God, it sounds like Blue Thing. Yeah. yeah like a Nancy too. Sinatra. <laughs> well, at the time when I saw the credits for that one, I was like, holy shit, man, you worked with the Sinatras? <laughs> because I'm a gullible, fucking naive idiot. That's why I thought that. No, I just wasn't familiar with the concept of cover songs, even though I would come to be intimately familiar with that concept. And then to close it out, we have My Last Words. Oh, yeah. Even that's busy. He's such a great guitar player. Yeah. And he... After the song, I'll go into a rant. Rant. But before that, that watery bottle ASMR. Stop it. (laughs) Sorry, back to the show.
song about Russian roulette. It's booking it, man. Yeah, it is. Moving. I like it. I like it a lot. Brief rant. It's going to be it. brief. I'm not, I'm is not it tangentially connected to what a we're talking about? A little bit about the guitar. Like, Dave Mustaine is without a doubt one of the best guitarists in metal. Easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. And to me, metal is rock, and usually the best rock guitarists are in metal. I mean, I would agree. Yeah. I would tend to agree. Well, number one, I've always coming. fucking hated Rolling Stone magazine because I think they're <laughs> fucking idiots. But my wife, the glorious and lovely MG, the best wife on the earth. Anyway, she bought me a magazine. <laughs> Sounds for, a little subjective, but okay. Yeah, for Christmas, she bought uh, anything having to do with. Oh, I don't have my cross on. Anything having to do with uh, Van Halen, she always buys it for Excellent. me. Excellent. I have a chain with a cross on it in the white and red stripey. Anyway, oh, excellent! That's what I was looking for. But so she got me the Rolling Stone magazine with a hundred greatest guitarists, and Eddie's on the cover, right? As he should be, right? And you know, just came out in December, and, and it's a great piece of you know paper to have. It's in the butt here. <laughs> great piece of paper to have. Great yeah. piece of paper. <laughs> It's a great piece. But I'm scrolling of through this fucking thing. Yeah. Okay. First off, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna lose my shit. But they had John Lennon as one of the top 100 greatest guitarists, but no Brian Setzer, no Mustaine. Really? Dimebag was up around 86 or 87, uh, somewhere he in that. Should have been at least Stop top it. 20. Stop it. Dimebag should be. Eddie Top was eight. Yeah, yeah. Eight, eight. Well, here's, here's the easy. Here's the easy. Here's the easy <laughs> Name question. Eight better off the top of your head. Right, yeah. Here's the easy question. Who was like the top five that you? Hendrix remember? was one. Okay, that's and reasonable. I'm, I'm fine with it. He's that. always one. I'm that's fine. reasonable. I'm fine with it. He's I may not one. agree with it, yeah. but I'm fine with yeah. it. He's tangentially connected to metal. Page, so I think, was two or three. Yeah. Also tangentially connected. Again, I may not agree with it, but yeah. I'm okay with it. Worthy of the place. Um. Naomi's always top five. George Harrison was in front of Eddie Van Halen. Stop it. Yeah. What? I'm going to have to go with the Alex. Uh, Mustang was not even on the fucking list. I think Alex is unhappy. Ooh, no, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Dave yeah. Mustaine should be on that list. I, I, and I understand that guitar player ranking is all very, you know, opinionated. It, sure. Yeah, but Thrash you cannot put fucking John Lennon in the top 100 goddamn guitar player. Was he one of the top 100 musicians or band? Yes, songwriters. Songwriters. He's part of the Beatles. That means he was part of everything. He's like okay, Elvis. Oh my god, Elvis is a fucking number five (laughs) guitar player. You, you get what I'm saying? I was out of the toilet taking a shit. He's also a great guitar player. Sorry, Jason Becker. O.J. Becker? No, Paul Gilbert. Wait, did you say O.J.? No, I said no, Jason Becker. No, say, Paul Gilbert. OJ no, Tony guitar? McAlpine. No. That's fucked up that Paul Gilbert and Tony McAlpine were not on there because those guys are fucking crazy awesome shredders. No. It was all no. the top, I guess, bands. Leslie West wasn't on there. Fucking amazing guitar player. Well, we're talking about Rolling Stone, too. So they're probably like, but oh my God, we're only friends with these guys. We're going like, to put them on there. James Taylor. Was it like rock or something? 
I have no idea yeah. what they're. I, but the worst part about it is <laughs> they listed out shredders. all their the people who voted to I guess to give them an out, and it was like you know slash. You know, there, there were a hundred different people that were the the people who okay. So it. they actually had like an all star cast that was voting apparently, on but somehow uh, Neil Young's one of the best guitar players in America, what? and to that I say fuck you. No. <laughs> sorry, Rolling Stone. You got it wrong. Mustang has to be on the list. And I'm sorry, not everybody likes uh, Stray Cats, but if you've never sat and watched Brian Setzer play guitar, dude's a fucking genius. I mean, he is. He's a killer guitar amazing player. Amazing guitar But that player. goes back to your original point. It's like, yeah. we're talking about a list from Rolling Stone. <laughs> but you would think he would be on there because he's not metal. Right. But he's yeah. a great guitar player, you know. And anyway, I'm done. Y'all have a y'all have a fantastic week. I hope you're in a better fucking mood than I am. <laughs> Fuckers. We're supposed to end it, on a, end it on a high note, not a low note. Yes, sir. Thank you all for oh, listening to Russell's no, rant. I, that'll be a, that'll be a new segment. We'll do Russell's rant. Russell's rant. You know, I really grinds my gears. <laughs> but then oh, you can wrap, you can wrap it up at the end by I going. Can't wait. But I digest. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. You can just you can wrap it up by saying I digest. I love Capri Suns. Well, I digest, and I do. Absolutely. You digest the helmet? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's my job. Love Wait, Capri Suns. I hope you all have a great week and uh, enjoyed the Megadeth. Uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. To wait the, a minute. Wait, wait, Scratch wait, 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 wait. Some good news is they're coming out with some new shit this, this year. Yes. Megadeth is. Megadeth. Post-COVID, post-cancer. Yes. I saw that Metallica is as well. Yes. Um, Elfson actually spoke to... Decibel Geek. Excellent. Now, are they all recording in different houses? Right. I don't know. No, Metallica is. I'm sure they are. Really? Yeah. uh, Kurt did an interview last week with uh, Loudmouth, I think, and said that they're recording from four different homes. All their different parts. Yeah. And he said that James and Lars gave him and Rob a lot of writing opportunities on this album. So it may be like a totally different sound of Metallica. Oh, cool. It's supposed to be the best one ever. It sounds cool. It's, it's going to be the best fucking album ever. It's like we had like 20 different kinds of gum for this one. So it's like, you know, we really had it set up in the studio. I had like Hubba Bubba and like some Wrigley's and some Double Mint and Big some Wiggly juicy too. fruit. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Kirk's going to do a fucking gum solo. It's going to be totally awesome. You guys should check it out. Gum solo. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? All right. Sorry. Anyway, thank you all for listening. We're going to wrap it up. It's getting late. And the hour is getting late. Thank you all for listening. Please continue to follow us on the socials. Please continue to give us great responses and feedback and stars and such. We love you all. We're stars. And we will see you until the next. Until the next. Bye-bye. Until the next is when we'll see you. Okay. Sorry. I fucked that up. Let me go back. Thank you. And good night. Go. And also thank you and good night. And thank you. All right. And burp. We'll smell you. It's a shitty death growl. <laughs> I was going for death battle and I there. fucked it up. I, I, I don't know if he's turned it off. Okay, turn it off now. Okay. Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Like us, share us with a friend. We are at Metal Nerdery Podcast. That is at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You can follow along with the show on metalnerdery.com slash episodes. Nerd.